Hey, y'all. Welcome to the Silver Spoon Podcast. I'm your host, Kennedy Alsop. Please note that this is for educational purposes only. Inflation is smacking us in the face. This year, or this past year rather, regular everyday items have started to feel like luxuries. I think we've really started to feel the effects of the post-COVID economy and for some of us, as in those of us who were children in 2008, these are conditions that we may be experiencing for the first time ever. And I mean experiencing where we've actually got to do something about it and we feel it. (laughs) A few examples. $100 of groceries no longer last two to three weeks. We're lucky if that gets us enough for a week. The price of meat is so high that sometimes I think the vegetarian lifestyle could become more of a necessity than a choice and not even like the good kind of vegetarian lifestyle with like the like really great innovative meals. I'm thinking more of the literal diet of unseasoned fruits and vegetables. Here are a few stats. In October 2023, summary findings report published by the USDA, it found that in 2023, Eat-out prices were predicted to increase by 7.1%. There's food at home, so groceries. Prices were predicted to increase by 5.1%. And in 2024, all food prices were predicted to increase by another 2.1%. Oof. Rent is unbearably high as well. And buying a home is nearly impossible. So not only is it expensive to feed ourselves, but it's also expensive to keep ourselves sheltered. Today, on average, Americans spend about 40% or more of their gross income on rent. Gross income and net income are two different things. Gross income is what you earn pre-tax and pre-deductions. So when they say this is your offer and you are making $100,000 a year, That is your gross income. But then Uncle Sam needs his bit. You've got to pay for your health insurance and whatever other benefits that you may opt into through your employer. You've also got to contribute to your retirement accounts. So once all that is taken out, then you're left with your net income. And that's the money that actually hits your bank account. And when you think of the money that actually hits your bank account, your rent is probably making up closer to 50 to 60% of the money that you actually see. And that's just to rent. The average rental price where I live in Northern Virginia is $1,900. And that feels to me to be a little on the lower side. And that's probably looking at a studio or a really small one bedroom if you're lucky. If you're looking to purchase a home, the average value of a house is $700,000 in the area. And in some cases, townhomes are pretty close to that price as well, depending on where you're looking. The typical down payment minimum for a home or a purchase or home property purchase is 3.5%. 
which usually or which would knock off about 25,000 from the 700,000 value price of the average home in this area, leaving me with a mortgage that would be around $1,900 minimum. And that doesn't include HOA or property taxes or maintenance and renovations and other costs that come with just being a homeowner. Something to remember is that rent is the max you'll pay while mortgage is the minimum that you'll pay. All of these increases in our basic necessities impact not only our wants, but also our needs. These increases that we're experiencing are examples of inflation, which is the general increase in the price of goods and services. So coupled with the effects of inflation, we also are feeling that nowadays our salaries don't seem to go as far as they used to. $100,000 used to be the ultimate achievement, it felt like. But nowadays, $100,000 barely gets you the okay life, let alone your best life. The price of everything is going up, except for the salaries. Like, make it make sense. Like, seriously. Oh, wait, we learned in the last episode that capitalism encourages the maximization of profits. So I guess when the cost of production rises, paying the lowest wages possible to the least amount of people possible makes sense. Doesn't make it right, though. Go listen to the Your Net Worth Isn't Your Self-Worth episode to see what I'm talking about. Anyway. I've dropped the livable wage by state link in the show notes. Take a look and compare your salary with what is estimated to be the livable wage in your state. Spoiler alert, if you make anywhere near minimum wage, chances are pretty high that you don't make enough for even just the basics. We've got all this going on. So like, how do we learn to stay afloat? How do we rise above it? How do we still set goals and make plans for the future when we're so worried about our present. Affecting overall economic change to our seemingly broken system is going to take time. So here are a few things you can do in the meantime to alleviate the symptoms of inflation. First, start by reassessing your spending. You have to be realistic. Your fixed expenses may be higher than you're used to, which means you may have to shift some things around from your fun or your wants budget to help ensure that the minimums that you need are met. I know it's not fun, but it's necessary. If you can avoid being in a situation where you're living paycheck to paycheck, it's going to be a lot less stressful than cutting out your favorite coffee every once in a while. Of course, we can always cut out, but... Have you thought about switching out for lower cost alternatives too? Take me and Pilates, for example. I really wanted to get into Pilates, but I didn't really want to get into Pilates class prices. So to still scratch the itch and not break the bank, I started tapping into Raven's Pilates Body Hotties YouTube videos. Little to no equipment required, and I can get the Pilates body at home without adding to my budget. Some other ideas to help you save here and there are cutting back on unnecessary subscriptions. 
we all have some subscription that we signed up for years ago and we cannot figure out how to cancel and it's just there. I had one for a podcast for the longest time and I had stopped listening to the podcast like years ago. It was only $5 a month, so that's why I wasn't pressed to really do anything about it, but $60 in these times can go towards something that I actually use or savings or just somewhere that actually needs it. So cancel the subscription. You can consider living with roommates, even if they're your family members, just as long as you can live with them without wanting to pull your hair out every day. Cut out where you can in places where you won't feel a significant shift to your everyday quality of life because life still deserves to be lived even when our dollar can't live as much as we want it to. If you can't cut it out, take some time to find the discounts. You don't have to go crazy with the couponing, but you can be a little bit more intentional with your shopping to help you save a little extra. Make a list every time you go to the store especially when it's Target, like especially Target. <laughs> Switch to cheaper brands. Hint, the store brand is often the same as your favorite known brand, so just get the store brand. Who really cares if your sugar isn't name brand? You can also buy in bulk. That Costco membership's probably looking pretty good right about now, huh? Go ahead, get your morning yogurt in bulk for way less than the three to four packs of Danimals or whatever yogurt you're getting at the grocery store. Maximize those reward programs if your credit card offers them. You can tap into unused points and cash back rewards to help you do things that you love or pay for things that you enjoy. This is by no means advice for you to go out and open a new credit card Tap into what you already have if you have it. Do not add extra liabilities if you can't handle it and you don't need to. Something else to consider is adding a side hustle. No one wants to work more, I understand, <laughs> but doing something on the side that you're good at and you enjoy can help loosen things out a little bit. Think about it. What are your special skills? What's something you do really well at work? Ask yourself, are these things that you could monetize on the side? Can you freelance? Is there something you enjoy that you could do in your free time? Can you monetize that thing that you enjoy? This takes a little extra work, but adding to your income is always a plus. And who knows, full-time entrepreneurship might be in your future. Keep your mind open. The last thing that I'll mention is that you should remember that the economy moves in cycles. There will always be highs and lows. We have to learn how to adapt our spending and saving habits accordingly. Remember what is important to you, and that'll be your guide to help you cut out the things you don't need and pour into the things you love, even when there doesn't feel like much available to pour in. Cutting back, finding discounts, alternatives, loopholes, or adding extra income can make sure that your goals are intact. You're still contributing to your savings, you're contributing to your investment accounts and so forth. You still have to contribute to your goals and you still have to live life. This means you can still take the vacation, sis. You can still do it. If you need a little extra help with that, check out our episode, Tips for Travel with Soraya Lumbella to hear about how you can still see the world even when inflation is wreaking havoc on the power of your dollar. 
that's all I got for you. Connect with the Silver Spoon Pod on Instagram and TikTok for extra inspiration and affirmations to keep you motivated during these trying times. Until next time. Thank <laughs> you.